This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only movies, TV, Game of Thrones, sci-fi, fantasy show on the internet. I'm Dan Selke. I have some ice in my mouth, and I am here with Mia Johnson of Fansighted.com. I don't have ice in my mouth. <laughs> nope. Why don't you introduce himself for a second? I do this. All right. Well, I think we're getting ready to talk about a lot of good things. I think we're ready to recap our year. We are. I mean, this is our last show. Um, of the year. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Jen, everybody else who's uh, watching us right now. Basically, I thought for, for the final show of the year, because we're going to be off for Christmas and New Year's, which literally the next two Wednesdays are Christmas Day yeah. and New Year's Day. <laughs> so we'll be gone. Sorry. Um, I thought that we would just kind of go over the Hello Louise in the UK. Um, 2019 in pop culture, the last year of the 2010 decades. What did we love? What didn't we love? What were some of the just the the the, the highlights of this um, final year before we enter a new decade oh in movies, television, or whatever else may have happened? Hey, Julie, and anybody who wants to weigh in on what they thought was memorable this year, good or bad, please feel free. Oh yeah, chime in. And I think we have to start with um, uh, Game of Thrones. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm I'm very very positive. <laughs> The final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It, it was hugely hyped, as I think only a show um, in this era of rabid internet discourse can be hyped, almost. Yeah. Um, it came. It was... We all watched it. We all had feelings. It, there was a giant backlash. There was people defending it. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's over. It, it's kind of in, in the rearview mirror for a bit. I think we'll be thinking about it for a long time. Personally, I still, like, now with distance, I still do think they could have done things just differently to kind of make the point. There, You know what? I will say this. Mm-hmm. In an era where I think there are a lot of shows and movies that kind of pull their punches a bit. I know The Last of Skywalker right now is kind of getting um, drilled a bit for being yeah. a little too safe. Yeah. I will say this. Game of Thrones was not safe. It was never safe. It had the main hero commit genocide on the whole city yeah. <laughs> of people it did not pull punches i i honestly do respect that that it, yeah. it didn't it didn't take a safe route i thought they could have done it better but i do like that the question now is um i think it's important tv is undeniable i think will be seen as influence for a long time what do you think mia that game of thrones legacy might be Ew. if you had to project yourself wow. into the future yeah i've already seen 
that as we've talked about, people are trying to be like the next Game of Thrones. I oh, think that's oh, yeah. already people are or like movie studios or TV studios are like, wow, people really like that Game of Thrones thing, didn't they? We should try to do something <laughs> like that. They've been thinking for a few years now. Yeah. Now seeing yeah. the results. And I think it, it probably was because Game of Thrones was still around that they've kind of been silent about what they were, what they want to put sure. out. So they were like, now that, you know, the king's dead. <laughs> you know, it's like open field for everyone. <laughs> Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that is part of that legacy of people trying to, you know, replicate it. But how will it turn out? I think that's for us to see in the future. Uh, and I don't know. I think one thing that I do kind of think we'll miss is that sort of unified yeah. togetherness of watching a show like that every week. It like we've can sort of say that about Mandalorian, but no single person is watching it at the exact same time the way we are with Game of Thrones, you know, every Sunday It is night. a little better how they're releasing it weekly. I was, was going right. to say, if I feel like, by the way, really quick, um, comment break, because Luis says that Dan <laughs> Gargling Ice makes him go into his George R. R. Martin impression, <laughs> <laughs> which I can see. I enjoy ice. It's cold and refreshing. <laughs> Oof. Um, and Christine says, the witch could be interesting, which it could. Oh, yeah. And Louise says, kind of love the hype more than the last series. Missing the build up to each season and how we waited for each tease. Missing that big yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, it is missing. Yeah. I was going to say, like, w- w- right now, like, the, the, the end of this year, I feel like we finally saw the first crop of post-Game of Thrones shows. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian was one of them. Watchmen was one of them. Um, I think The Witcher is going to be one of them it's when it comes out yeah. a couple of days. And I wish I could say what I wanted to say about it because I've seen it a bunch of it. I want to say it so badly, but the embargo doesn't come out until two days. Um, I think if anything kind of like, like you kind of said, um, capitalized on like a giant audience like Game of Thrones did, the Mandalorian came closest. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. It's still not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. And yeah, like, um, was as Louise was saying, talking about the build up. There is something special about kind of like when you're celebrating Christmas. It's like yeah. eh, it's sort of like Christmas Day, but it really is like about the build up, like watching the interviews, watching the teasers, watching all those previews and looking up spoilers and all that stuff. That is really fun. Um, I mean, not necessarily unique to Game of Thrones' legacy, but I think it is something shared. The that, widespread yeah. was a little unique. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like Facebook had like a Game of Thrones holiday party, and it was like this giant elaborate, like Facebook, this giant elaborate thing wow. with like feasts and prop swords and like green screen go up the wall. It just wow. happened like, like last wow. week. And um, it'll be interesting now to see when House of the Dragon comes out, The if it comes out. Well, they, 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 I, I don't want to say anything for short. Yeah. The order to series. Now the game, the game of the next Game of Thrones show will just kind of be competing with all these other Game of exactly. Thrones follow-ups. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, yeah, competing with that. It's competing with itself in a way. Definitely. Um, and... Yeah, to, I really can't. So nervous. Yeah, I can't. I can't foresee if it's gonna catch on the way that it did with Game of Thrones. I know we talked about this a couple times, but I'm just like, I really, to me, it's it's a toss up. But it might, you know what? It might be sort of in the way where with like Harry Potter. Obviously, Harry Potter is done and over with the main series, but we've I had. I hope it's not like Harry Potter. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like there's this resurgence with Fantastic Beasts, but let's be. <laughs> Let's be, you know, frank about Fantastic Beasts. Not the best Harry Potter movie. Not the best movie ever. <laughs> so it, yeah, it really is. I, th- I, I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what to say for sure. <laughs> yeah. As as um as Julie said, 
she might think it was the hype that led to a lot of disappointment. Our expectations were perhaps too high. I do agree with that. I, I mean, at some point, nothing can kind of the expectations were sky high. Yeah. I, I, I personally, I do think the show it, it was the show just didn't quite deliver what it needed to. Exactly. Yeah. I think it could have turned those expectations into. Then again, I, I'm not sure we've really seen like something that has that high expectations and really delivers. that also makes everyone or at least most people just elated. I think the closest thing that even can have that high expectations is Star Wars. And as we're seeing already, that we're talking about this on yeah. Wednesday, the Rise of Skywalker reviews are divided at best. They are, yeah. yeah. So um, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I know. And Christine, I, I, you just asked, what do you mean if? I just mean that, I don't know, there, there was a game. I'm sure there has been Game of Thrones up on the screen, but there was a Game of Thrones spinoff Blood Moon that was going to happen and didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Although this one, they ordered a series. So I'm sure we'll see it. I just don't want to get my hopes up too much. I'm looking forward to it very, very much. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. And Jen K says, good. I want to their game, which I do agree with that. Um, other shows, you know, and Game of Thrones was only one of several shows, one of several series that ended this year. Yeah. This is a big year for endings. Yeah. Like Star Wars and ending as we speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, sort of. You know. In a way, yeah, in a way. <laughs> the, the, the. It's- uh, okay, I'm just gonna say it right now. I, I want to say this because I, I don't feel like I. <laughs> the entire idea of the Skywalker saga <laughs> of there being nine movies is a blatant, shameless retcon. Did you see this? Like, I people like I, see, talking seriously about like it's the final movie in the story that goes back forty years. Like, no, it didn't. They're telling you that's how far it goes back. They just made it up, like, in 2013. Yeah, yeah. I, the Skywalker saga is a new thing for me. But I think they they pinned it that way because they're like, you know, they still want to make Star Wars movies. But they're like, oh, you can forget about that old Luke Skywalker. Even though, even kind of like how we're seeing with The Mandalorian, it's like, I feel like you can't have any sort of Star Wars property without kind of mentioning the things that happened either way sure. in the original movies. Like, it's all going to revolve around the Empire or the First Order. And guess what? Luke took down the Empire. Guess what? You know, Ray, or I, I assume, is going to take down the First Order. So it's all going to be connected. Yes. But they're just make. I don't, I, it might be just like that pretty bow where it's like, oh, yeah, we're finishing it. You know, it's going to be fun. And you're never going to hear about these people ever again. That's a lie. I know I'm going to hear about them. You're not going to get them up. <laughs> yeah. It feels a little PR spin to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that's ending. Obviously huge. Also big things. Veep ended, which was a, a very trailblazing comedy on HBO. Yeah. The Good Place is ending. Vikings. You know, Vikings has been around for a long time. That was kind of like the post first Game of Thrones. It yeah. wasn't fantasy, but it was. It had all the rest of it, like the medieval times, the politicking, the kind of the battles and everything. Yeah, that one's a sneaky one. <laughs> it's sneaky. It also, very big following, though. Um, Bojack Horseman is ending, which is a Aww. personal favorite show of mine on Netflix. <laughs> I've been watching it more recently, and I think it, now that now it's almost over, I think it might be one of the best of the decade after Ooh. it's all complete. Um, so we're seeing that the end of a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good stuff. I think this er- this kind of decade of TV pushed it into new areas and we're already seeing like the next generation of great shows they're kind of getting up to speed yeah stuff like yeah. secession is hitting its stride about now i'm enjoying barry a lot people talk about fleabag but they can't shut up about it they love that <laughs> really thing. have you watched it <laughs> no i well, i know about the hot priest thing so i think that <laughs> that pretty much seals the deal and i like andrew scott so mrs nasal is a big hit yeah. uh, stranger things of course yeah. has been kind of i mean stranger things has been on for only three seasons but like four years or like five years yeah um the crown's big so 
uh, we're getting a lot of new stuff around the corner mm-hmm. that started. And The Mandalorian, of course. I think The Mandalorian is kind of the place where I would like to see post-Game of Thrones shows go. Yeah. I think that's which... done the best job of taking like, okay, so Game of Thrones raised the bar in this way. And it made it kind of, it told us we can have more production value in our TV. Mm-hmm. We can have more money in our TV. We can have like grander ambition in our TV. Yeah. But did something a little bit different with it. Like I'm watching His Dark Materials and a You're still other hanging in there. show. <laughs> it's only one episode left. Oh, good. And, and and that's it just doesn't really kind of connect it because it, it's kind of still doing Game of Thronesy things, mm. but the Mandalorian is 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 its own show. Yeah, with, it definitely feels unique and yeah. yeah, even though it's in the Star Wars universe. Right, exactly. That's why I will say it is one of those where it's like it is in the Star Wars universe, but this one does kind of feel like uniquely separate from you know what they would call the Skywalker saga. So, I, I guess they are making strides in that sort of way. I mean, it's yeah. different because it's structurally different. Like it's got standalones, it's got a, it's got shorter episodes. Just, mm-hmm. just it has taken the good things about this kind of peak TV action era and added its own stuff without being too slavishly devoted to the exactly. Uh, Julie Davis says, looking forward to Outlander. I gotta get into Outlander and loving Britannia. <laughs> Britannia is a show that, like, I don't think a lot of people are watching, but it also it's kind of the Vikings Last Kingdom, I see, medievally yeah. drama yeah. mold, which I should. Louise loves Fleabag. I, I'm watching like season one now. I'm getting through it. And Jen Casey, really quick, asked, anyone here about the Red Woman from GOT could be a runner-up to be in the prequel since she is hundreds of years old. Melisandre, Mm. it is true, could be in House of the Dragon because Melisandre is like 400 years old. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm 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 surprised I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it it would be good to see a familiar face, I'm sure. If if anything. Or not. I mean, I I guess like she's small enough that, let me put it this way. If... Luke Skywalker showed up in The Mandalorian, I'd be like, get out of there. Stop trying to... <laughs> right, for- I right. was annoyed when they went to Tatooine. Yeah. Like, just don't, don't... <laughs> yeah. like, really? Not do even as like a fun thing. cameo, sort of? Maybe it's a fun cameo. Okay. But like, not like a serious part of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think more like, so, yeah. It's better if it's its own thing. I see. And I, I wouldn't want a Game of Thrones people to lean too heavily on what happened before, or in this case after i see yeah. i don't think they would smell saunders like not a giant character so i'm sure she could breeze through and be fine just like don't 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 have it all in your face yeah, like, like that don't shocker yourself too much i mean i think that's part of the problem with the star wars prequels i mean sequels sequels are to me yeah. is that they're kind of yeah they're very tied yeah to the older movies they are even i will say even the prequels i sent my brother a snapchat because i was watching i think the episode three and um, Natalie Portman, who plays Queen Amidala, had um, these Princess Leia buns in our hair. <laughs> and I Snapchatted my brothers, like, as you can see, George Lucas did this choice because he thinks we're all idiots. <laughs> and we wouldn't be able to catch on to the fact that that's her mother. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> all right. Another giant thing that happened. Uh, I mean, another ending um, was – another ending that's not really an ending right. is Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. ended – Kind of the, the story saga, of the Infinity Saga. They, yeah. Now, when does that start officially? Like, with what Marvel movie does the Infinity it Saga start? It starts day one with Iron Man. Day one? Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So, so this is, I guess it is. So, 2008, Iron Man ends with Infinity. Or in game, technically, yeah. yeah. In 2019. Yeah. Is that the story we're going with? 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. The span of twenty something odd movies. That's that, eleven years. Yeah, that's twenty it, it's, movies. Uh, that's a that's a big that's a commitment. <laughs> Man, you're a giant fan. Did this live up to the enormous buildup? You know what? I have seen it split. I will say, I will answer personally that I enjoyed Endgame, and sure. like when I saw it, I had no problems with it. Um, it kind of, to me, yeah, there might be some nitpicky things, but I think the way that they kind of, it was really all about like putting the old heroes to rest and saying, okay, now we're going to move on to do something new. We've kind of, cause it's kind of like ever changing anyway. Like we, Spider-Man was introduced kind of really midway. Ant-Man was midway. Then there's like Panther. So like, you're going to get new stuff, but we're going to ease you into it with all these old heroes too. So I think it wrapped it up quite nicely they still kind of can't let go like Thor is going to come back for a fourth movie, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> the Black Panther thing. Not yeah. Black Panther, but uh, Black Widow. Yeah, the Black... Yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot about that. It's like, they are sort of... I think they're still kind of like, well, we can't really let go, but mostly, I think, out of fan service. Uh, Black Widow, for sure, because everyone has been asking for a movie for her. Sure. And then the Thor, because I honestly think Taika Waititi deserves a second chance. By the way, really quick break for um, a second second chance. You kidding? He, I mean, based on that, he deserves Not a second chance. I mean, like, like we need to <laughs> yeah, see him yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> but Julie Davies says, Merry Christmas, Julie. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you in three Aww, weeks. All here. right. Have a great time. <laughs> um, let's see, Newton, North of the Wall, Polar Bear is kind of like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, as someone who, who kind of, well, let me ask you this, like, mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier about, did, can these things live up to, like, the rapturous hype, like Game of Thrones, Rise yeah. of Skywalker? There was a lot of hype for Endgame. There was, yeah. Did it finish it in, like, a, were you emotionally moved <laughs> I, by the movie? I was. I personally was. And, again, like I was saying, it's kind of the way that they're ending those kind of heroes' legacy, you know, with Iron Man. And Captain America were the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. I and all the all the comments and negativity are flooding in my head as I think about it. But I personally did not <laughs> have a problem. A I'm like, just let the man retire, let the guy die, let, just let it happen, move on with it. And I think people do, you know, as they they all have their own ideas about what they want to happen. But while I was watching the movie, I I like legitimately had no problem with the way things had wrapped up. So I to me. Endgame had wrapped up everything quite nicely. I wasn't aware there was a pushback with uh, criticism and stuff. Either that or, no, yeah, there were a couple, like, Captain America fans who thought what he did was kind of like, you know, out of character. Uh, some people hated that Natasha or Black Widow was the one who was sacrificed. So everybody, <laughs> like, it was I more mean, so. for Hawkeye. <laughs> For anybody yeah, else. Yeah, that was... Uh, but I think everyone has, especially their own favorite character. I don't know if it's so much so like that in Game of Thrones, where people have their favorite character. Oh, they definitely and they, do. Yeah, they want to see yeah. you know, such and such happen to them, and they feel very strongly about that. So that's more so how I mean, it, it happened. What they didn't want to see well, was Daenerys. Da- yeah, even I feel strongly about Daenerys. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. Um, and again, that, that's another thing where I'm like, I have respect it and mm-hmm. have... Didn't want it to happen. I know they keep coming back to this. I I think the choice was amazing. I think I think that's a really bold, cool choice. For Daenerys? Yeah, I think they yeah. could have. My problem was they didn't sell it. Exactly. It. Exactly. Not so much that they did it. Yeah. Like I thought they did it. Um, Sherry Fix says she agrees that the legacy endings were appropriate. It was all about Top clearing her ledger with Black Widow and kind I of clearing that. the ledger with yeah. Marvel in general. Yeah. 
Did you know, really quick sidebar, uh, that Vulture did a list ranking every movie of the 2010s, like 5,000? Okay, they didn't really do it. It was like, they, they like wrote blurb for like the <laughs> top and bottom 50, and then like the middle ones were all just like kind of just giant pacings of lists with nothing. They yeah. weren't really ranked. Yeah. But as a statement, they put Avengers Endgame at the very bottom, like 5,892nd or whatever. Um. Which I think is a little dumb. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. it, it, like, like, like that's for show, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's Wait, not the worst movie. Wait, this was movies of the decade? Yes. 5,000? A movie like The Croods came out? It said it was the worst movie of the decade, according to this list. And they ranked all 5,000. So. <laughs> Holmes and Watson came <laughs> this decade. It, it, it kind of bugged I me. Think like, they, clearly, you're just trying to say something. They might have, yeah, they might have been doing that to rile people up. Um, it kind of... A little bit of a secret into the process of the uh, fan side of 250 is that that mm. also kind of, it's like when we're voting, we're like, ooh, what are fans going to like? If we put oh, Minecraft yeah. and Fortnite next to one another, is that going to get fans like riled up? It's just something to, but I do think putting Avengers Endgame at the very bottom is like a, you know, come on, man. It's a <laughs> it's, it's a weird, it, we understand what you don't flex. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of superheroes, though, I think that this was also the year that a lot of like superhero counter programming came on like we had watchmen joker mm-hmm. and the boys on amazon even they were all kind of can i say marvel's very bright and fun yeah but we're gonna get dark <laughs> we're going to do joker which is a nihilistic movie and make a bigger story about that hugely profitable too oh yeah Watchmen was a huge hit with critics and again like did like the kind of underbelly superhero thing like they're not they're heroes but also they have a lot of problems right. and maybe they are the ones who need to be stopped at the end. Yeah. I didn't watch the boys but apparently it was violent too. I predict my mm-hmm. prediction is we're going to see more of that. Yeah. As superhero movies aren't going anywhere, but I think the tone's going to change mm-hmm. a bit as people kind of look for other ways to enjoy superhero movies and i think it is kind of like they're kind of selling you this other side of this other idea like aren't you tired of superheroes it's kind of like a meta thing where it's like in our reality (laughs) and within the reality of the show it's like you know so many superheroes i'm getting tired of them and and, and, you know maybe they're corrupt or maybe they're not what you think they are so what if we showed you this other way and if it's you know executed right you know like with watchmen or like if you want to say with Joker, then it's like, oh, wow, yeah, that really got me to think about our heroes. And I wouldn't say Joker is a hero. That's a completely different no. thing. But it it does put a, a spin on, you know, like how you see things. Um, and I do think DC is really trying to go into that edgier sort of, you know, like, okay, Marvel isn't going to put out an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just do it? Why don't we do more of, you know, like origins about who knows? Penguin and they finally found a way to make it work. Yeah. They, a little yeah, bit. So. Yeah. Suicide Scott, Squat 2 should be coming out. Birds of Prey is going to be rated R. So we're going to have all those like different takes on the superhero genre. The irony is that like the counter programming is still more superheroes. It's just different kinds yeah. of superheroes. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're not getting away from that. Yeah. It's just going to be a little bit different of a way. <laughs> yeah. And oh, and I can't forget, Sherry points out there's also the CW crisis going on. There's a whole te- world of CBs yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't watched, just, you know, there's. There's so much to watch. Yeah, there's a lot. It's exciting yeah, I know that's to huge. see what, what's going on. Folk loves that. She also recommends The Boys, so I will try and check that out. Or Louise does. <laughs> um, really quick, we can't. For, I, I think this is the year that Disney went all in on their animated remakes between yeah. Aladdin, The Lion King, Dumbo, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. 
Um, they're here to stay. They're making a lot of money. And I hope you like taking your kids to things you enjoyed when you were a child. Only now it's a little bit worse and a little less magical. Yeah. I was joking. This is sort of on topic. I was joking with my dad um, the other night. And we were talking about like how we're going to see Star Wars. And it's like, oh, well, we already saw Frozen together. And I was like, man, in the future, we're going to have like this <laughs> communist society where it's like you can only pick between the two Disney movies. Oh, that we've been I allowed fear to that see. at night. I, I'm, I'm up at <laughs> nights being terrified of that. It's either, you know, sci-fi Disney movie or princess Disney movie. This is our society. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much how it feels like because Disney, I think, had like six billion dollar movies this year. Yeah. Between like, Captain Marvel, Endgame, um, what Frozen 2 just Aladdin, reached a billion. Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. It's like toys. I think Toy Story crossed a billion too. So it's like one movie studio really dominating and i think they I, are the empire i think i've really only like made it made it out to see movies this year for disney and i was like oh boy i know <laughs> it crushes me but yeah. also it i get it just yeah. um again it's one of those things where i just even if i shouldn't i do i, I just i can't not be put off by it. i can't not yeah, that's the hard part. there's an instinct i think is a good instinct to just be a little bit wary of there being too much power in one place. Yeah. Even if even if they're doing a good job, I don't think you should keep your eye off that. Exactly. Because like yeah. the second they have, in theory, the second they that th- you have no other choice, mm-hmm. that's when the worm turns, and that's when they gouge you, <laughs> yeah. or that's when the quality goes down because they know they can afford to make it go down, <laughs> or not, or it'll be or wonderful yeah. and let's embrace yeah. monarchy or whatever. But um, I, I think it pays yeah, it, to be it, a little It wary. makes me yeah. I'm like. I know they have those sort of restrictions like in China, God forbid, you know, like North Korea, where it's North like you can Korea. only what the hell see. Watching North Korea. They, it's like where you get like, you know, your your media, what you see is, you know, tailored. It's, you know, censored or whatever. So it's like you only get two Disney movies. Mm-hmm. You better enjoy them. Um, but I mean, I enjoy Disney movies anyway. So oh, no, that's I, the future. I do, too. I just feel I just feel a little bit yeah. about it. <laughs> So that's part yeah, of the future. Yeah. Um, that was kind of our last section here. That, yeah. Oh, Mulan What's, is coming to next year. Mulan. I thought there was. See, two. that one looks pretty good to me. It's interesting. Like, yeah, it's a, that looks different. It's enough. a divergent from because it, you know, the other one was kind of like a half musical or whatever. Yeah. This one seems really serious. So, like, it doesn't just look like let's do the exact same yeah. thing, yeah. but it's live action. Yeah. Which like they could do because it's just people, <laughs> but I, I, that one looks interesting. It does. Yeah. Even though it is Disney, so I'd be a little worried, but it looks interesting. That was my next uh, question, which is like, uh, so what? now that 2019 is over mm-hmm. and a lot of things happened, what um, does it bode, does, not, that's not, those words go together, <laughs> for the future? So you think that Disney mm-hmm. will be Monopoly, right? probably just crush it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've talked about how I think The Mandalorian is a good way for kind of post-Game of Thrones shows to go forward. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go sprawling and huge. To make use of these resources, you can go a little smaller yeah. or just do your own thing. Like if there's a show that finds a way to go m- even more epic and sprawling and huge and it's different, fine. My concern is that with historic materials and also with another show that I can't talk about yet, um, that they seem to be kind of aping the style of Game of Thrones mm. when they don't really need to. Like they're just kind of doing it because Game of Thrones did it and it's Yikes. not really working for Yikes. me. yeah. That's why I like the Mandalorian of doing it's sort of its own thing. So I hope shows go that direction. What else do you see for the future of entertainment? You know, I'm just sort of 
curious overall about, you know, what we've been calling the streaming wars. I really want to see how it all plays out between, you know, people like are people going to be fed up, you know, reach a boiling point to where they're like, I'm not paying for every single one of these services Um, between like, again, I can still see Netflix being solidified, Disney being solidified. I I really, really want to see what happens to Apple TV, even though they've got the money and they've got, you know, kind of like, I just feel like if there's not enough buzz between all these good shows with these, you know, high profile sort of people, like what's going to, I don't know why I'm just so curious about what's going to happen to Apple TV. They are in a unique position because they're one that's not getting buzzed about, Mm -hmm. but they are one that has enough money to keep going as long as I, as long as they want. And they got the Golden Globe nominations, like Morning Show, um, which was kind of interesting. So it's like, Like, okay, who do they pay? (laughs) Like that was my question when I saw that. Like yeah. you're nominating the morning show for for all of these things, really? Yeah. Like people were very divided on that. Who did you pay? So I am just really kind of interested, and I mean, Apple in their own way is just a powerhouse altogether. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they could they can do whatever they want whenever they want. I have some thoughts. I want to take a quick comment break yes. here because these are too good enough to go pass up. Uh, Sherry thinks that remakes tend to reflect change society, and can't wait to see a new remake with a. Orange dictator would just leave there. Um, and points to each of us have their niches. And I will read Jen Casey's comment about her theory in a minute. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll end with that. But about more Apple TV stuff. Yeah. Um, I've had this uh, kind of thought that, you know, I, I've been worried about the post Game of Thrones kind of streaming wars and like how people are going to use these bigger shows to compete. Mm-hmm. Like Apple has a show called C that like eight people watch, which was cost like a jillion dollars. Yeah. About Jason Momoa being a blind man yeah. in like a post-apocalyptic, um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. like, like wilderness area. It's all epic and stuff. Like nobody watched it, but they made it and they're making another season of it. Like these services like Apple and Amazon, which is making Lord of the Rings show, um, Wheel of Time show. Mm-hmm. Like even if those shows don't return a profit, like they can keep making them because they have all this money. Yeah. And it might like prolong this post-Game of Thrones battle period longer than it would Mm. if they actually had to trade on their successes yeah and to me it might be like they're putting up a front of some sorts kind of like oh yeah look at all this good stuff we have but it's like but who who are you flashing this around for it's okay to accept defeat (laughs) you don't have to continue please so it's like we have this money we gotta put it we we, we might as well build a giant set the size of cincinnati (laughs) we gotta do something with it (laughs) I think there will be a bubble bursting, but yeah. again, it's where I think that like it might not come as soon as it should because there's all this high powered money involved yeah. and all this momentum. Too involved. much pride. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm not sure it's like pride. It's just like when the bureaucracy is that big, the wheels take a while to stop turning. That's like true. once they're yeah. going, like you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah, because it's just that huge. And even though like the smart thing to do to be like make a hairpin turn and pivot, but like. When the vehicle's that big and the wheels are that big, you can't do that. I love the metaphor I have going. This whole wheel it thing. It's really, okay, yeah, I would, I would love to see a whole written piece on that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, any other thoughts about the future of entertainment? Oh, man. Based I, on what happened in 2019? I don't know. I'm just, I, I guess, yeah, there's a lot of optimism here to see where we sure. go, how streaming evolves and continues, how movies evolve and continue. Like Netflix is running their movies in theaters you know so they can get like oscar you know consideration so i 
Oh, that also reminds me. I know we're we're moving on, but okay. it does remind me of how my uh, my dad was talking about how back in the day, movies movie studios wanted to open their own like studio so they can strictly yeah. run their own that's films. Vertical integration. Yeah, that's and, illegal. Yeah, that's illegal. So that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, how can Netflix get by with this? By uh, they bought like the Paris Theater in New York. So that's what I'm also wondering. How is that gonna play out? The Supreme Court is gonna reconsider a uh, decree made back like decades ago yeah. that kept Disney from buying their own uh, theaters. So yeah, that should be a little concerning because mm-hmm. the reason they didn't want that to happen is because if a movie studio owns the theater they can just like yeah we're not going to show other kinds of movies yeah, here it's just yeah. not going to happen and they can like charge more it, it really kept competition down and yeah. that's what they had to step in um that's what could happen that's like that's, that's why i get nervous when yeah. i see disney doing yeah. so incredibly well. would i be interested to see what a disney theater looks like yes, yes. do i want to see it now <laughs> <laughs> all right um, let's read some comments here yes. because some come up before we wrap up. I think Jen had a rather lengthy Game of Thrones theory yeah. to read. I had liked the theory of the Red Woman and Gendry make Lightbringer for John, and it all played out that way to kill the KK. The KK. Night King? I don't know. Mm. Because I didn't want to see Brandon live. Jen. <sighs> um, and Jamie killed Cersei, and he ended up in yeah. the Night's Watch, and Tyrion killed Bronn. Tyrion killed Bronn Sansa, raised Bronn's child to come of age. I wanted that ending. It made more sense. That is an elaborate ending. It is. It is. And I will think about it. I'll dream about it tonight. And I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> tell you how it goes. Uh, Louise, it's good. Happy Christmas. In a new decade, who knows where the next big thing will come from. They need to find something new and not keep attempting dragons. Mm. Um, yeah, I could agree with that for Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's part of what, I, again... I, I'm very conflicted about the Game of Thrones follow-up because on, on one way it's it's the one I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I think, another I think way, it's the it could best turn story. It's Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. That's, that's depressing. Let's go on. <laughs> that's still happening, right? Oh yeah, Fantastic Beasts three. There, there's gonna be a bunch. Get ready <laughs> in the new year. As Isabel says, that show sounds weird, and I love Momoa. Yeah, that show does sound weird. Mm-hmm. I've, I. I know one person who's watched it. Have you watched it? No, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> you know, I like Jason Momoa. It's just, it, it has no appeal. He's working. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's an odd choice. I mean, it, it's another one that I kind of have some resp- Oh, here's another thing that's going to happen with these uh-huh. big streaming things. They're going to give this money, and I've already seen this starting to happen with some shows that I can't talk about yet, um, to people who are going to spend it and make these like big, lavish productions. And they're... Um, grasp is going to out they're not going to be as good as they think they are mm, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to go for like yeah. their grasp receives their reach yeah. however that goes um c sounds like something that someone had a really great idea for but like probably wouldn't get made on this scale just right off the bat but because they need something yeah. they're going to give it to them and it's going to happen and maybe it's going to be you know not as good as it should have been or it, sh- it should have like been made on a smaller budget like as a proof of concept first mm-hmm. but there's going to Get it. I think we're going to see some stuff like that. Yeah. Where this was not ready <laughs> for prime time. <laughs> it's like act first, think later. <laughs> but it came out. Um, I'm sure you believe, I'm afraid there'll be fewer movies being made. I'm not really worried about that. Like between Netflix and Amazon and normal movies mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, Hulu and all kinds of original stuff going on. There should be movies that they'll be distributed differently. Right. Yeah, I think that's more so. Like we're, we're having a Martin Scorsese sort of freak out moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen to movies in theaters? <laughs> exactly. He's upset. He based my Netflix. That's what he did. Yeah. I still haven't seen that, by the way. Boom. And uh, Sherry asks, aren't these going to be replaced by streaming services? Which, I don't know about replaced. Um. I think they will co- continue to coexist. I would, yeah. I think there's there's some legs left in theaters. <laughs> and Jen, you're welcome. If you have any more comments, I'd love to read whatever you're happening. Okay, so any plans for the break? For We're going to be break. off for two weeks coming I up know, here. I know, I know. It's going to be a really, really long time. I just want to relax, maybe catch anything? up, binge watch. I would actually like to binge watch now that it's out all of Watchmen. And I've yes, kind of been do that. I've seen some of the things, but it, I, it's, it's, it's still now. kind of a blank slate for me. So I think I can watch it without knowing like too many of the spoilers, all that. So, it was fun. I, 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 I would not mind talking about it. It yeah. ended well. It didn't end like great, but it ended well. Yeah, I've heard some good things about it. So I'm like really, really trying to do at least one to knock off on my list. Right. I know I can't be too ambitious. <laughs> How about you? Um, I'll just be working a bunch, but once I go oh. well, try to read, maybe I'll take a break from TV a little bit. Yeah, I'll try to see Scott. I'll. I'll I'll see cats. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then I'll see it again. Yeah. Oh. I'll try to read some, I think. We've got one last. Let's see. You've seen Six Underground. Michael Bay made a good movie. Should it be a series? We put out. I haven't I seen it. Seen I've seen a review. I've heard it's a, It's very Michael Bay. <laughs> it's like lots of explosions and actions and high octane. So. I'm big in a bay. And Trace, have a wonderful Christmas. Thank Everybody you, out there have a wonderful you. Christmas. Before I go, I forgot to mention at the top of the thing, but... Um, and Louise agrees we're watching the Watchmen over the break um, we are available on iTunes if you want to download us there to listen on your commute or when you go to visit family this holiday season um, if you want to give us a review that'd be even better um, the more number of stars the more future of the praise the better to uh, get our get our message of hope and peace and TV out there and beyond that, we are going to be gone for two weeks. So next Wednesday, Wednesday after that, we're going to not going to be here because we'll be, uh, you know, Christmas, New Year's, all that jazz. And you all missed Lodge 49. I could binge that, actually, says Terry. Mm. I've heard that's a great show. Yeah. That's, not, that's a pretty good idea, Terry. We'll be back um, in January. I can even drop the date here. We'll be back on Wednesday, January the 8th. Oh, boy. Oh, but beyond geez. that, hope you all have a great <laughs> holiday break. Hope you watch some fun things. Come back and tell us about it. Yeah. And we will see you in a few weeks. Bye, everybody. Happy holidays. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.